Radiant, conscious, prosperous. These are the qualities of a luminous way of life, where thriving means syncing up with nature's wisdom and biorhythms. Your bioluminosity is a barometer for health, a gauge for true prosperity and balance, and luminous possibilities abound us. In this podcast, we offer empowering perspectives from many fields in medicine, esoteric and ancient wisdom, and subtle energy arts and sciences. Explore pathways for creating greater fulfillment within yourself and communities around you through our shared dialogues, methodologies, and experiences. Find inspiring attunements to your own optimal living roadmap with integrative health practitioners, artists, and conscious entrepreneurs. If you're looking for a direct experience, visit our online directory and connect with a professional today to feel more on purpose, heart open, and prosperous. Hi, everybody. Hi, Caress. I'm sitting here with Caress C. Care. She's she's being called by, um, what are you going by these days? Um, either one. I go by Caress C. or Kari, depending on what vibration I want to put out that day. Nice. Cool. So maybe we'll call you Kari today because that's new for me. Okay. So we, we don't necessarily know where we're going to go today, but um, C. has just been a teacher and mentor of mine for few years now, and I've learned so much from her. She's a social artist, a visionary advocate for elevating the human capacity. She has a passion for assisting mindful individuals, foundations, and organizations in enhancing the intrinsic and collective brilliance to create a positive impact in their lives and their communities. Sounds like a mouthful. (laughs) It's a a mouthful, but it's deserved. Yeah, you you just have such an extensive background in so many different healing arts and modalities. And the time that I've spent with you has been life-changing. I've definitely had some moments where I've had tears of gratitude in feeling my appreciation for you and what you've offered me. And I think a big part of that has been really supporting me in, in understanding this larger web of how everything is all linking together and one of the, the most impactful pieces has been sort of recollecting these stories and aspects of myself through my soul's journey and sort of activating my multidimensional life. I love that, actually. Thank you. And if anything, that sounded like impressive, right? Just if you were putting it on a resume, but if anything, I would actually write, I'm a perpetual student that loves to teach when I'm always learning. And I'm always teaching what I'm trying to learn, right? So as I've guided you in these past few years through this soul's journey, through past life work, we've done, I don't know, like we've gone through different dimensions, like 3D, 4D, 5D. And that's literally what I like to do is guide people through their soul's journey. And it's never about the destination, right? It's about the journey and what we're learning, what we're realizing what we're integrating because if anything it's all about the integration right and earlier you know before we actually got to recording we were talking about burnout and i think it actually is important to bring it up because um i think as spiritual warriors healers and just human beings we don't address burnout enough and i remember when i first started learning this work I was always being told and I was realizing I was operating on fumes, right? And I think I shared with you earlier, uh, people talk about like, oh, you know, I'm so positive. I see the glasses half full. 
you know, and um, other people say, no, it's half empty. And I think I shared with you earlier, as we really look at it, and as we really practice the idea of integration, it's about not being half full or half empty. It's about, are we overflowing? And unless we're overflowing, we can't be sharing. (laughs) There's nothing to share, right? Because we have to refill. We can't teach, we can't do anything unless we're overflowing. And that's really the idea of abundance. So. I love that. I love that you mentioned that. I I do feel like that's been one of the more important attunements for me lately that I've been kind of working through is really getting into that space of, no, your default is overflowing. And so just come back to that as your new normal, you know, like come back to that replenishing, overfilling, you know, just where you, you, you're just ready to like kind of meet the world. That's kind of the cue that I get. Right. That's the whole idea of, I remember when someone was, I was learning something and, you know, I come from a super religious background. My parents were, were Catholic. We did, we went to church every Sunday, whenever, you know, all the holidays. And I used to, you know, hear that word holy, right. To be, to be divine, to be holy. And, you know, as I've done the practice and I've, I've grown through my spiritual work, you know, holy started taking on a whole new meaning and a different spelling, right? It went from H-O-L-Y to W-H-O-L-L-Y, whatever that spelling is. And it's the whole idea of are we whole, right? The whole idea, and we go use that word whole again, is the journey is about us becoming holy, us becoming whole. And, you know, when we're in burnout, we're not whole in the moment. And again, it's, it's not that we're, we're, we're always whole. It's rather, are we refilling? And is that why we're feeling at H-O-L-E, a hole? And you were talking about surfing or just being at the beach. What does it feel like to be whole again, to be replenished, to be overflowing? Yeah, I think that's really the question today. I think for many of us that are wondering how to live a more radiant life that we're in alignment and things are just happening, you know, there's synchronicity. I feel like that's another, you know, feedback from the universe. As soon as things become synchronous, that's when I feel like I'm in alignment or I have this sense of wholeness and things start really working and you don't have to do as much from that place. Things are just kind of flowing. Right. But when you're burnout, when you're burnout and you have like the kind of holiness and you're, you're, or like, you have the, the, the holes that then can be sort of filled. You sort of take on energy of other people. You start to, it just doesn't work. Do you remember when I first started working with you, we used to use the whole idea and here I keep using that word whole now, right? The idea of Swiss cheese. And I used to say, yeah, don't be Swiss cheese, right? Because Swiss cheese has all those holes. I said, be cheddar. Be cheddar, (laughs) baby. And be cheddar, baby. (laughs) Be solid, be whole. Don't let those holes come in because that's what happens when we are holy in the sense that we have holes, right? Because we can use holy and we have to look at it in this moment. Am I being holy as in I'm full and I'm replenished, I'm overflowing, or am I full of holes? Am I Swiss cheese? And when we're Swiss cheese and when is when we let others, other energies infiltrate us, right? So we can have the idea of are we being infiltrated or are we integrating? And right. we can ask ourselves in that moment, are we integrating? Are we integrating properly? Are we integrating in our wholeness? Or is it because we have holes right now, right? We're Swiss cheese that we're being infiltrated. Right. Yeah. I'd be curious how 
you might define that word integration because that has been a word that stands out. Well, I've been thinking, you know, what is the modality that I that I offer? You know, it feels like there's so many different avenues we can take. But I think, you know, when you when you boil it down, integration just stands out as the, one of the primary words that's helpful here is that there's just any time that we're, we maybe feel like Swiss cheese or there's other energies coming in or we're not whole, then something needs to be integrated. And there's right. some aspect of self. It could be, you know, from a prior life, it could be from a childhood experience, whatever it is that needs to integrate into wholeness. So integration to me just means essentially the same thing. What, how would you define it or how would you explain okay. integration on it on maybe, yeah, from your background? Well, you, you know, I don't think that we got to explain that my primary um, healing modality is muscle testing, right? I'm a behavioral kinesiologist. And so I would, if you were with me, as you know, you've been, you've had sessions with me throughout the years, we would muscle test you. And I would actually ask, what does integration mean to you? And through that testing, and you say, oh, it means this to me, right? It might mean, so I, I'm going to ask you right now, because I can tell you easily what an integration means to me, and I will. But when I say, because I'm going to act like I'm muscle testing you right now, Keenan, what does integration mean to you? To me, it means wholeness. Okay, great. So then I would muscle test that, and it could be strong, it could be weak. So then this is where I would ask you, what does wholeness mean to you? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> that's the layer yeah. we look at nice right that's where you get to really look like do i even understand what wholeness means to me mm -hmm. so what does wholeness mean to you and i'm we're obviously using the word h w h o l e so what does that mean to be whole mm -hmm. i just get the word vibrant okay Al alive um alive yeah, vital, like vitality. Sure. Dynamic. Okay. So Fluid. great. Great. Good. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. And then I would add something to the aspect. See, when I think of integration, I also think of alignment. So in that aspect, how do you align everything you just said, the vibrancy, the fluidity into your life? Right? It, it can... It, you know, when we work with um, behavioral kinesiology, which is what I do with the muscle testing, I always ask, right, like, what is your primary sensory, sensory modality? Is it, you know, auditory, kinesthetic, visual? And that's where we would align all that, the vibrancy in your auditory aspect of sure, we have more than um, three senses. But when we're working with the body that way, I would say to you, okay, or how, we would look at how does, is it an alignment, your visual aspect of vibrancy, fluidity, in other words, you use in your auditory aspect, right? And in your kinesthetic, in your feeling and emotion. And when you have all that in alignment, then I can say, yeah, I would muscle test that you were whole and it would be strong. Mm -hmm. Something uh, tells me that it would be worthwhile taking the listeners and perhaps us, I mean, I've been feeling a little bit like, okay, I woke up this morning feeling a little bit, not totally in that place. And we entered into this space where uh, I'm kind of like, yeah, finding a little more alignment, finding a little more fullness. 
but maybe we can we can take the listeners viewers through a, a brief exercise of how simple and how quickly you can find that alignment you can do a little clearing and get into a place of fullness um, do you want to do that I, with you okay yeah let's <laughs> I, let's do it you know it's funny because remember um when i i do this in person and i also do it on the phone and because i am a, a behavioral kinesiologist uh, and i've taken other courses i can use other tools and modalities to actually check you energetically based on you know similar muscle testing techniques right so I'm going to ask you, right, as if we were having a session in this moment, because basically we will be. I want you to say, <laughs> I am whole. I am whole. <clears throat> okay, so that's a no, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> I knew okay. that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want you to, you know what, we talked about the sensory modalities. I want you to say, I'm whole visually. I'm whole visually. Okay, so that's a yes. And again, I'm using a tool right now to help me gauge your energy. Uh, I want you to say, I am whole auditory-wise. Auditory I am whole auditory-wise. Okay, so great. So that's like your hearing and listening and speaking. And I want you to say, I am whole kinesthetically. I am whole kinesthetically. Okay, so that's the no. And so that's your feelings and emotions. So I want you to say, I'm, block in, I'm blocked in my feelings. I'm blocked in my feelings. So that's a yes. I'm triggered in my feelings. I'm triggered in my feelings. No. So you're blocked in your feelings. Have you felt this block recently? Uh, this, uh, yeah, a little bit. I've been touching a little bit more into some of the, the patterning that's got me a little bit frozen emotionally. Okay. How so sometimes when I that can say, be a default. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I want you to now connect because, you know, kinesiology is talking to the body. And if I explain kinesiology and muscle testing in, in a more uh, layman's terms, let's think about our bodies as a supercomputer, right? And what we're looking for is your short circuit, right? There's something wrong with you know, your motherboard, something's, you know, something is just not right. Or what we could also be looking at is that there's an old program running. And if you, you, know, you have uh, an iPhone or something similar, there's always an update, right? every few weeks or so, there's an iOS update. Well, what happens when we update, you know, then it should be working better. But what happens if we don't delete old programs, they're somehow still running. So it looks like, so I want you to say, I have an old program running. I have an old program running. Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> you know, because that's what happens to all of us, all yeah. of us, right? <laughs> and that's just when we're not cognitive enough that we're running an old program, we don't know how to delete or let it go, right? We, it's somewhere there. It's not, it hasn't been deleted. So when I say old program, we don't know what it is yet, right? Close your eyes as you know, and then feel into where I say old program, where do you feel that in your body? Hmm. I feel it more or less in, in the front of my solar plexus, kind of like right okay. below my heart. Okay. So you know the work enough to understand what the solar plexus represents. Right? <laughs> so many layers so, of this one for me, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it you, end? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Are you, uh, have you, uh, have you ascended? <laughs> are you, right, are, you, are dead? you, are you now dead? Are you a master? <laughs> 
So no, it never ends unless you're yeah. an ascended, you know, you've ascended, you're dead, you are complete in the soul cycle. Part of the journey, right? It's, it's, a, it's more about the journey than the arrival. Exactly. It is about the journey. We just talked about that, right? I had Again, a friend also just okay. quote her mentor that she, you know, she has, you know, has a certain attainment and she's like, you know, you know just really enjoy the drama because you're, you're going to miss it. And I thought that was so good. I loved hearing that. I was like, yeah, just like, you know, you just be in, be in where you're, where you are, you know, cause at a certain point, you know, maybe it's not going to be there. And so did you enjoy it along the way? It's funny. She, she said, enjoy the drama because I used to talk to others about, Oh gosh, I hate drama, but here's the thing about drama, right? Why do we even create it? Because it does make us feel alive. It makes us feel relevant. So understand why we're creating dramas that we're not feeling alive enough. We're not feeling relevant enough. We're not feeling heard. We're not feeling understood. And so we create a shakeup, then that becomes drama. And then we get to look at that. Okay, why did I create this drama? And you're right, it's part of that journey. And what the interesting thing is, once we reach that destination, isn't there sometimes it's almost anticlimactic? This is it. <laughs> this is it. Okay, great. Now it seems kind of boring, right? Yeah, and then we enter into a whole new quantum field where we want to create a different level of drama, right? And right. It's kind of like playing a video game. Once you reach that next journey, you're like, okay, what's the next step? We're mm. we're, we're kind of hardwired that way. That's why yeah. we that's why people love playing video games. Yeah, so. and there's always a little conflict that's needed to make a great story. Right. And what what do, here's the thing about conflict. We learn the most about ourselves through through the conflict we experience. Right? Totally. Yeah, I mean because it's that of, polarity for con- the contrast and polarity for the clarity, you know. Exactly. You can't learn anything without the contrast. Do you want to learn about forgiveness? Perfect. Let's have a total setup scene where you get to be betrayed. Absolutely. And, and I and learn you know, forgiveness. And that's where we talk about that book, Little Soul and the Sun, yeah. right? By Neil Donald Walsh, where the little soul says, Well, you know, it's all good in theory. Like, I have an idea what forgiveness feels like, but it's only a theory. So let me actually experience it. So then he, you know, he gets the other soul in heaven to play along and say, Hey, you know, will you betray me? Will you hurt me? Because that way I understand what it feels like. And the other soul says, okay, I guess. And I'm doing this for you. But remember, sometimes I will get so caught up in my own role. I'll forget who I was. I'll forget my own light. And so what do we do? Our, if we're, you know, we are enrolling others to be in drama with us, with us we got to also help them shine their light or at least shine their light back to them. If we're going to be those enrollers, we also have to be the, the person responsible and accountable to allow them to remember their own light. Right? Yeah, yeah, I believe that too. Do you, we're in a little bit of a tangent from our process, but do you feel, sure, but do you feel that that's what a soul contract is with someone? I think so. Yeah. I think if we're going to be accountable or um, response able, right, responsible, then our soul contract is if they're going to play that role for us, we have to allow them to remember and become whole again with their own light. Mm -hmm. Right. So, 
Yes. Mm -hmm. And so to come back to that, solar plexus is about our own personal power. So where, my dear, are you not being in your own power? Mm. Right? So I want you to say that, right? So we're back in the process. Mm -hmm. I want you to say, I'm not owning, I'm not owning my power. I'm not owning my power. Okay. So that is, yes, you are not. I want you to say, I'm not feeling safe to own my power. I'm not feeling safe to own my power. Okay. That's a yes to you. I'm feeling disempowered. I'm feeling disempowered. By an oppressive parent. By an oppressive parent. No, by an oppressive relationship. By an oppressive relationship. Yes, by an authority figure. By an authority figure. Okay. No. So it's showing an oppressive relationship. Okay, but I want you to say this is a present life issue. This is a present life issue. No, this is a past life issue. What do you know? Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> After some amount of time being in my travels and leaving the country, and I remember I was actually telling the story to a couple of people and how I was on my bike in Australia. And I remember throwing my bike down and just like going into this field and no one was really around and I was in the city and I remember crying and I was like screaming inside of myself. And I was just like, what in the hell is like, am I going through right now? And I was like, I had like a good life. Like I grew up in beautiful Virginia in a small town. Like my life was pretty simple. Like maybe I had a few different moments, but what is going on with this deep grief hole that I'm in right now? And I mean, it's literally been my, the teachers and people that I've met, including you who have supported me on this journey of seeing that, whoa, there's so much beyond this. And some of the things, like the ways that I've come to understand myself and even think about just reality in life, it's not, it seems like it's just not what we think it is. I mean, yeah, maybe we tend to think, well, oh, maybe you need a little bit more rest, or maybe you just need to think about things a little differently, but we're so multi-layered and multi-dimensional. And so anyways, I guess I just feel like sharing that because. Absolutely. And guess what? You shared it because that's the same thing that's now showing up today and why you're not feeling whole because mm. we, when those feelings show up, it is our barometer right? It's, it's our gauge to say, Hey, we haven't dealt with this yet. And the challenge is right. And I always say this work is 90% awareness. The 10% is your, your clearing aspect, how you integrate it, but just being aware of where this is coming from will help you heal in the process. Mm -hmm. Right? So I was actually going to really enough. And you said that I was sensing and feeling that it had something it was triggered through traveling and and where you're at because you've just how long have you've you know you were in Colorado for a while and now you're in Florida and when when mm -hmm. you that trip you took when did that occur how long ago was that the trip to Australia yes that was probably about 10 11 years ago coming on okay. 12 yeah so I want you to say, I've dealt with those feelings that showed up. I've dealt with those feelings that showed up. No, mm. you haven't. And you know, it's okay. Like mm -hmm. there's so many other layers that we're dealing with. We always talk about, you know, the work as unlayering the onion, peeling the onion. And, and you said, when does this ever end? I don't know. I guess when we get to the very core. 
right? And there's so many layers going on. So I want you to think about where you're at now. And I want you to think about the aspect that you've done this move. You know, I know you've been in Florida for a little while, but there is something with moving, um, changing and shifting where you're at in life that then triggers this emotion. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to think back to that time. So I want you to say the feeling I have now. The feeling I have now is connected to Australia, the trip in Australia is connected to the trip in Australia. Okay, great. So, um, I guess we have to do a past life here. <laughs> you opened it up. <laughs> past life integration here, right on the podcast. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought it up. You said, you know, I'm totally. not feeling whole today. So, oh, man. Um, here be we careful are. What you ask for, right? Okay. So, and you know, you know the drill here and you know, you've actually taken, uh, you've taken my class and you've actually mm -hmm. done past life work with others. How would now, now that you've actually learned how to do it in this moment, how would you go forward doing it? I want to see how mm -hmm. you would go forward doing it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, typically I, I take that approach of really understanding context mm -hmm. and typically um, what I would want to do with a client is we would enter into a space where we're really full, really whole. Sure. So that would initially feel like whatever we need to do to really bring in the energy to, to create a, a strong conduit container, a container in which we're both more conduits because we're, we're in our wholeness. We're okay. more in this overflowing energy. So okay. that to me is number one. And then um, I would want to paint the context. So there's a few different ways that, that we could go. I would either use their body with muscle testing and, mm -hmm. and get some clarity around what is their yes, what is their no. And then we can start asking, you know, making statements and then verifying the responses based on the feedback of the body. <clears throat> and the most okay. recent one that I did, I do feel like there, it's possible not even to go into the, the body kinesiology, mm -hmm. even though right. it feels like a really good feedback mechanism for people to tangibly feel the difference that, wow, this, my body actually holds a circuitry and the yes is when it's really strong. And the no right. is typically when the circuitry can't hold, you just can't hold your arm up. You right. Um, but I do so, feel like th th there's a, there's a level of clarity that I've kind of cultivated around like, what is my yes that I'm getting from the client? And I noticed that my spine, it, it fills up with energy and I get this kind of upward movement. It feels very light. And then when it's a no, it just kind of feels dense and heavier. So when we make statements, then I get that feedback and then I ask them. And usually the intelligence of their field is helping orient us as well. So I, I talk about when was this first? So then we can get mm -hmm. a little context. Then it would be man versus man, man versus nature, man versus self. You're a good that's, student. <laughs> that's really helpful. Because it's like, what is the yeah. conflict? Is this with another person, with yourself? With right. was it something like cat, 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 catastrophe? Mm -hmm. And then we and then we see how old they are, because that's going to give us a, de a decent, all right, when, what time in life was this? And then were you male or female? And then you're a good student <laughs> from there. We're pretty much going to, it just starts coming in. Thank you. Right. 
No, I love that. That that was all the basics you learned in, in the course I taught. So I love that. Um, yeah, so exactly. So if you're not in person with the person you're working with, uh, a lot of the work sometimes is over the phone, you would ask them, and, and it's just the same kind of um, idea, just different verbiage, is do you feel a contraction when I say that? Or do you feel an expansion? Right? That might be something you could feel. Uh, do you feel people... Right. When you're not, you're, you're like this. Right. And of course I'm like contracting my body, almost like I'm going into fetal position and when we're expanded, we're, we're comfortable, right? Our bodies are more open because we're receiving energy and we're open to it, but we're shut down. We're contracted. Right. So we obviously know this is man versus man, because when we were, I was looking, I work with charts and when we were testing earlier, it was, it had to do with an oppressive relationship. Right. So if we, um, and I'm, I'm trying to do this in a way where the listeners can work on this themselves or practice on it, right? Because practice doesn't make perfect, it makes permanent. And so we could ask, like, you know, the viewers were, you know, trying to uh, do this themselves, work, work on themselves with this. Okay, so we get into the idea of this is man versus man. Okay. Um, to really get into a past life and, and it's hard to, you know, have a view, the listener do this themselves. So I'll, I'll do this with you. And if anyone's interested, they could always connect with me to do a past life session. You know, I would do count, I would come back if we need to actually see when this happened, because sometimes it is relevant. We need to know when it was, because it tells us how long this program has been with us. It can be mm. centuries. It can mm -hmm. be recent. So this is something we, and, and when the longer it's with us, the more it'll show up and the more prevalent and stronger it feels because this is a program that's been stuck with us lifetimes, mm -hmm. right? So I'm just going to guide you into a quick past life. Let's, and I'm going to just say, go ahead. Let's take a brief pause. Okay. Okay, awesome. All right, we're back. We need a little bio break here. Right. The body is saying something deep is going to happen. Something yes, intense, the processing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so as I recall from your other past life sessions, and, I, and again, I don't remember all the details, something your soul's journey has gone through is you are a peaceful spiritual warrior. And in many of your past lives, as we've done the work with you, it's shown up that you were always forced to be more in the oppressive warrior, the masculine warrior, the let's battle and dominate warrior, right? And yes. your soul's like, yeah. no, 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 no. I understand the divine masculine, the divine feminine. I understand what a peaceful warrior is. And you battled it out in that sense to be and maintain that as others have oppressed you to be more of the aggressive warrior. Yeah. And I have a feeling this might be a little bit more of that. Yeah. And I can, when you say that it touches immediately on that, that sense that I feel as this inner conflict that perhaps that's, it's, it's an internal conflict that I feel like has not been able to be shared and expressed perhaps because it, it felt, I mean, 
when I kind of tap into the energy that I'm like, wow, that was such an internal journey where like, I didn't get an opportunity to then just go talk to someone about well, what I was going through. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's right. So actually, you know what, I want you to say this because the whole idea of why we do past life and all that kind of work is going back to that concept of wholeness, the idea of integration, wholeness, alignment. I want you to say my, my masculine, repeat after me, my masculine, my masculine is in alignment with my feminine is in alignment with my feminine. Okay. It's not. I am more wholly feminine. I am more wholly feminine than I am masculine. Than I am masculine. Right. And and that only just means that you're more in touch with the divine feminine aspect, right? The more the idea to you, you look at, I want you to say, I look at masculine. I look at masculine. As aggressive. As aggressive. As toxic. As toxic. As controlling. As controlling. As domineering as domineering this is because this is because what i this is what i've been shown this is what i've been shown in all my past lives in all my past lives okay so that's a yes we can't ever be whole if we can't integrate our masculine and feminine and i'm not even just talking about mm-hmm. the divine masculine divine feminine i'm just talking about the masculine and the feminine that's wholeness right. when we can integrate it's not one or the other it's both we carry both in us Totally. And that's when we can be our fullest potential. And it does seem like that that's really the perpetual dance, right? Because in moments, those two can be integrated. And then we, we're in a state of that, but then we move out of it. And they're still playing this, this kind of dance with one another. Sure. But I think there is, a, there is like an ultimate, maybe like union where they come together and there's more of a stability where that, that state of consciousness shows up more regularly. Absolutely. There is a union that... What's interesting is um, one of my teachers is Jean Houston and I've done all her courses. I've done her train the trainers. And there was one when I was starting to work with her in the beginning. And she, she, there's this one point where I, I approached Jean and I asked her, I said, you know, I really want balance. That's what I want. And she looks at me and she says, you know, you never can attain balance, right? There's no such idea. Mm. so and it's okay so there is you know maybe there we can never really attain true balance but we can have a sense of unity with it right we you know and this is something i used to have in my relationships in the past and i think is when we allow ourselves to go out of balance that we're aware that we're going out of balance and we need to let people in our lives know that we're going out of balance right because sometimes we need to business and our uh, we need to focus on our business more Okay, so we'll say, you know what? I need to go out of balance. I need to focus on my business. And then you're like, okay, that's enough of that. Now I need to go back here. And then, you know, it's, just, it's, it's more of a pendulum than it is like that straight line in the middle. Mm-hmm. But we can integrate the fact that we can do both and go both and then also be aware that we don't allow ourselves to be in that state for too long. Mm-hmm. And we ask people for permission to be out of balance because we're, kind of preparing them in the essence of, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm going to be out of balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good, that's, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go back now to this whole out of power thing because you can't be fully, we can't ever be fully in our power if we're not in our divine 
masculine and feminine aspect of wholeness, right? It's like we can we can do the pendulum of back and forth. Mm-hmm. And and there's no such thing as as Jean said, we can never attain perfect balance. But we can get close to it and we can be aware when we're being one or the other. And we can ask permission to go out of balance. Mm-hmm. Because then other people say, oh, okay, he's aware he's out of balance. <laughs> <laughs> And he asked for permission because he's got to go in that aspect for a little while. Yeah. It feels like this is like gold in a relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're just a little communicative about that, Hey, (laughs) this is kind of what's happening for me and might put things in perspective a little bit. All right. I'll let you go there, you know, as opposed to being like triggered as all hell. And then, you know, just kind of doing that whole. Yeah, and you and you can ask your partner, say, hey, you can always reel me back in when I go a little too out of balance, right? right? It's okay to go a little bit, but when you go to the very end of that pendulum swing, <laughs> they can draw you back in and say, thank you. I need uh-huh. your assistance when I'm a little bit too out of balance. Okay, so let's actually go back because we want to not leave you in the state of, you know, just becoming too in the feminine and not integrating the masculine aspect, Okay. So if we were doing a past life, right? And you were talking about man versus man, man versus nature, man versus self, right? In this aspect, it's actually both. It's man versus man and uh, man versus himself, mm-hmm. right? And, and yeah. of course, we're just using that because I was t- when I was teaching that, that concept, it's kind of like when we're writing a story, writing a book. That's how the author first looks at like, what am I, what am I writing about? Am I, you know, so that's how we know. So mm-hmm. in a way, we, we've, you know, we've, written the script for ourselves and this is what your soul really wanted to learn and integrate okay so let's just do a really quick one so let's say this happened knowing you it's probably more than 100 years ago but we all do it so this was more than 100 years ago 200 years ago 300 400 500 600 okay so about 500 years 550 we need to know the specifics no okay so this is when we have to know where this happened Okay, so this happened. And I want to point out, just so for the viewers or the listeners that that are not watching this, and just maybe you can speak a little bit to your tool that you're using to get a little feedback with the dowsing and the the pendulum. Sure. So I could either use my own muscle testing because, A, I already have permission. And I always ask for permission in the beginning when someone um, does a session with me. And once I get permission, that means I actually have access to their energy because we're all connected, right? We're all part of this cell that we call the universe, that we call the collective. And once you give me that permission, I have access to your energy. And so I could either use muscle testing, which is me testing with my own uh, fingers or hand, or I could use a dowsing rod, or I could use a pendulum. And um, so I'll use muscle testing as, and, or my pendulum because it's just my go-to usually. Right? Yeah, thanks for explaining that. I feel like that, that clarifies a little bit of just how to understand this. And I, I think there's maybe worth something mentioning around the Akashic field as well. We talk about it as a quantum field, but I mean, it's also synonymous to me with the Akashic field. Oh, yeah. Well, we can, you know, and I, I'm trying to use some layman's terms here because we've, we go into the Akashic field. And then that's the whole spectrum of another conversation and podcast, right? <laughs> we'll have you on so, for another one for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So, yeah. So I, I'm using just that more limited term, the collective, right? Just the collective. Yes. But yes, collective that's, field. Part of, 
right? So mm -hmm. that is part of the Akashic field, the Akashic records or the Akashic library, however you would like to look at it. But it's that energy of information that we're all a part of. And so what you've given me is access to your energy of information, right? Did I give so, you permission? Okay. <laughs> well, let me see. <laughs> Seems like it for the years that I've worked with you, yes. <laughs> it's just an open-ended book, yeah. <laughs> well, but the minute you said you wanted to do a past life, you gave me permission. <laughs> totally. Right? You have it. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at about 550 or so years ago. So we're going back a few centuries. And let's just ask if we need to know where this happened. That's a yes. And because it popped up in Australia, I usually will ask, um, this is what is now known as the continent of Australia. That's a yes. But, you know, I'll use, I'll ask other countries first just to make sure that I've got the right one. And I'll say, this is what is now known as the um, North America. <clears throat> and that's a no. We already know it's Australia. And that's a yes. Okay, so I want you to say something to the fact of um, being in Florida. Being in Florida. Being in the water. Being in the water. Reminds me of Australia. Reminds me of Australia. That's a yes. Mm. Okay. So what is it? It doesn't have to be the actual uh, flora and fauna look the same. It's just the same kind mm. of feeling. There's, a, you know, there's, there's a level of Florida and Australia have a, a similar feel to them, right? Yeah, and I could see that it's a little swampy. It's a little more tropical. Sure. It's very but, beautiful ocean-wise. But energetically. Energetically, yeah. Mm -hmm. So energetically, what does it feel like for you? Because this is hmm. now stirring up those same kind of feelings. Energetically, do you feel closer to the land, more connected to the land? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the, it was the the land that actually was talking to me. That is the reason why I'm here, partially, right. and it, a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And wasn't that that the same feeling you had in Australia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, it was. To some degree. Okay, good. Okay, and that was so, actually what I was connecting with the most when I was there was the land. Yeah. Okay, great. So when we're looking at about 550 years ago, I don't know the history of um, Australia and I don't need to. I just need to know what was happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. We need to know what's happening to you. So, okay, just say I was a native. I was a native. So I want to say I was an Aborigine. I was an Aborigine. Okay, great. So now we know that. And we know that they're a more peaceful people, but we don't know 550 years ago, everyone has drama, everyone has conflict. So through, I'm sensing obviously, because it's man versus man, it's an oppressive relationship that there's conflict, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, there's okay. potentially lots of tribal war conflict. Absolutely. Intertribal. Mm -hmm. Intertribal, just like here, the Native Americans also had a lot of tribal war. And um, some tribes were a bit more peaceful than others. And here's the challenge of, if we're looking at the whole concept of this has to do of the way, the way you look at the masculine as aggressive, this mm -hmm. is obviously some sort of conflict with the masculine. Yep. Right. So this is where I could either take you. And if I was muscle testing, when not, when I'm working with a client, I like to sense who they are. I like the sense of how far down the rabbit hole they like to go. <laughs> right. And I always ask permission and sometimes mm. they're like as deep as we can go and some, they only want to do the surface and we only 
focus on this lifetime. But with you, I know you like to go deep and I know you're intuitive. So this is when I would probably take you into a, a regression where it's you telling me what's going on. Okay, because it's more powerful, especially with an empath, which you are, that it's coming from you, right? And of course, I'll mm -hmm. give you guidance. And sometimes people don't want to go there. So of course, I have to offer the guidance up because that's all I'm doing is guiding. You already know, your soul knows what's going on. Sometimes it doesn't want to face it. So that's when we do a little prodding, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much time we have. And we obviously can't take up the whole time just doing a past life. So I want you to get into that space of what you talked about earlier, right? Your connection, state of meditation, state of alignment with the collective, with the Akashic, with the fields, right? And if I was actually doing a session with you, I would take you down into almost like a regressive hypnotic state, but I know you know how to do that already. And for the purpose yeah. of saving time, let's I think take I'm there. you there. Mm -hmm. Good, good. So you tell me, I have a feeling you're definitely masculine in that lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel Aboriginal man. Okay, how old are you? What does it feel like? You feel you're an adult, an adolescent? Mm, I, I do get a picture of an older, older man, actually. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So if you can gauge how old you are, well, how old are you? Uh, there, there's a sense of being fairly old, actually. Okay, good. We've never actually done one with you where you actually got to live. Out yeah, now. I'm like, wait, is this real? Because I'm usually <laughs> no. Trust yeah, the process. Trust yourself. I'm getting like, like pretty, pretty old. Like I just get kind of uh, like gray hair and um, yeah, so almost kind of ratchety. Like, like moving okay. pretty slow. Yeah, like. Okay, good. So now this is where I would ask you, are you in that community, in, in that tribe itself? Are you with anyone? Are you alone? Are you with others? Just keep your eyes closed. And just focus. Sense where you're at. Are you surrounded by others? Are you alone? I don't sense very many people around. Okay, that's what I had a feeling the minute you said ratchety. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm almost feeling hermit. Only hermits allow themselves yeah. to be ratchety. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so now we have to mm. understand why are you a hermit in that lifetime? Mm -hmm. Why have you put yourself mm. in a position where you have no connection or community with others? And it's interesting because you actually placed yourself mm -hmm. in community in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for yeah, I did. Exactly. But now look at this lifetime we're looking at where you're alone. Mm. Mm -hmm. And why mm. you forced yourself or was, you were forced to be alone. Yeah, it could have been either one. Um, okay, so I want you to feel into that. Feel into why. Okay, so I'm going to take you back. Close your eyes. Mm. I'm going to take you back in that lifetime to an earlier part of what caused you to be alone and ratchety. <laughs> I want you to see it like it could be you know for those that are visual it shows up as almost watching a trailer in a movie where it gives you just the excerpts of what happened in that lifetime and if that's if you're not you might hear if you're more auditory 
-hmm. You might hear it as if you're listening to a story. Well, so what I'm going by now is just kind of my, my own intuition is that I feel this tendency, particularly now to go on it, to kind of like, I'm just going to go on my own a little bit. And so it feels, it feels like it's more of that. Sure. So you, you chose this and I have a feeling. you Yeah. Did. It feels like a choice. It feels like it no, is a choice. It feels like this. I get this kind of like, mm, I'm just going to, mm, you know, that sort of, right. Or like it's, I'm better off over doing whatever this is than having to go through this, whatever this is. Yes. And also what I was sensing too, but I needed it to come from you. So you realize that you make this choice a lot in this lifetime. Think about mm -hmm. that. Yep. And why do you, you may not even understand why you do it. I don't think I do. Yeah. It hasn't fully landed yet. Okay, great. So now I want you to focus on what was going on when you were a part of a tribe, part of a community, part of a circle. Mm -hmm. part of a collective what did you see what did you experience what did you sense mm. was it conflict aggression oppression because that's what's been showing up yeah it's coming through it's it just feels like constant uh betrayal and and power dynamics between just people choosing things that lead to de death death, conflict, just no stability for power. feels right. like it, it's a power thing. Yeah. It's just, just to okay. get that brief moment to be in this position of power. And it's like this whole just thread of tragedy. I mean, we okay, look, we great. see it in our films every day, right? Where it's like the kink game of Thrones. It feels like a, a similar thing around just unhealthy, uh, like boy psychology related to, to like kingship. Okay, great. And so when I say great, I don't mean like what's happening is great. Yep. I love the fact that you're drawing all this out, right? And I know you're pretty kinesthetic. And so all these feelings are now stirring within you. So because this has to do with your own sense of power, mm -hmm. right? Because it's mm -hmm. in your solar plexus. This has to do with you either standing up for yourself, standing up for others and not being listened or being acknowledged or being heard. So close your eyes again and focus on what was your role as this peaceful warrior that you've always been in lifetimes that now made you realize what I'm my I'm not powerful enough to create a shift or a change. Mm -hmm. It does feel related to age. It feels if it kind of what I'm sensing is that there was a time where where we we knew things so to speak and, and it was in harmony right and and it doesn't feel like it was very long lasting but it was it was deeply felt and then it feels like the the, the times had changed sure. and and it just it just wasn't like that anymore it, it had Within evolved into tribe. something else yeah right okay so so great and again when i say great you're you're bringing yourself to your own, I, you know, beliefs, conclusions and feelings. Mm -hmm. Which in some ways, I mean, I think it's important to say also that the details don't matter as much. It doesn't. It just matters about how we can process whatever is present. Exactly. Yeah. So now this connecting to your power, when I say it has to do with an oppressive relationship, this is obviously your relationship with what the masculine, with the women in the tribe, the men in the tribe. 
I, I really don't picture the women. It, it feels very much related to all the men, just all the, like, it right. feels like they're all in my head, like all the different dialogues and things that have been said and the different things that are not lack of integrity, whatever it is. Okay. So then I want you to say this, whenever I don't feel heard, whenever I don't feel heard, I need to leave. I need to leave. When my, my beliefs, when my beliefs, my, my input, my input is not acknowledged, is not acknowledged. I need to leave. I need to leave. Okay. That's true. There you go. That's, that's a pretty intense belief to be holding. Right. And it's been happening for what at this point? Five centuries. (laughs) Five centuries. Awesome. Awesome, right? So this is like iOS one, two, still (laughs) operating in your system. Yeah. Because no matter what, remember belief systems, and I've heard this before, and it's not coming from me. I love this. Belief systems are BS, right? BS belief systems. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you choose to leave, you choose to live on your own, you choose to be away from others. And what happens? Does that for your does that actually benefit you doing that? No. Has it benefited you? I mean, I think to some degree, but it but there's a shallowness there. To me, I get the the words vacant heart. Sure. Come to mind. Yeah. Well, this is when we would bring the whole idea back to the whole um, going out of balance. It's okay to leave for a little bit just to gather yourself. But then it's important to come back because remember, what is our responsibility is to shine the light back into others as we become full again, as we start overflowing again, because we took that time out. We took that time to ourselves, right? Right. We, what happens, why this is still showing up for you is you didn't come back. Hmm. You didn't Mm -hmm. shine the light back to others. You, you, Mm -hmm. you stayed with the belief system that you're not powerful enough to create a shift or a change. That you're par- you weren't powerful enough to shine the light back to them or help them remember their own light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can what feel that. And then we start believing that, oh, we couldn't change them anyway because men are aggressive, men are domineering, men are controlling. Right. And then what do we do? We shut off that aspect of ourselves. Yeah, and the, and the faculty and capacity to, to stand up and have a voice around that as well. Absolutely. And to go into some conflict to be able to, yeah, to potentially create resolution where if you're not there, then potentially can't be created. The peace can't be created. Right. So do you remember when, you know, and I'm just going to use Christianity here, but there's, there's power in the parable and in the stories as well, where he goes off to the desert, was it for 40 days? And he Mm -hmm. faces his inner demons, his inner Mm -hmm. conflicts. He talks to God, talks to the devil, whoever he talks to. That which is within himself is, is the conflict that is surfacing. Mm-hmm. But then he comes back. Right. Right. He comes back. So in your lifetime, you didn't come back. You didn't own up to your own power. You didn't remember your own light. And you didn't come back and reflect it back to them. Right? Right. So remember, yeah. this work is 90% is awareness. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's hitting me. <laughs> right? So this Resonate. is where it's okay. Is it resonating? And that, mm -hmm. this is where I would say, and of course, if we were doing a session, I'd say, okay, is this resonating? Do you have questions? Does, does this feel, can you feel that within you? Right. And most of this you've told, you were telling me yourself, mm -hmm. right? I'm just giving you, you're shining the light back to you as the conscious observer that is you saying, okay, so this is basically what you're showing me and telling me. Right. Right. Yeah. Whole new edge of vulnerability doing this on a podcast, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> well, you intended this, <laughs> yeah, right? When you said, well, totally. maybe we do a past life. <laughs> here okay, it is. Great. Me so, putting myself out. Hey, I'm coming back here. Is, here you go. Right. Shedding some so because, of this light here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And because we are interdimensional beings, we, you know, we did a practice with Jane Houston, you know, I, I love her where you can actually shift the past. So close your eyes. And instead of being this ratchety hermit, or maybe he is, maybe you, you finally spend that time with yourself. You become overflowing and whole again. And see yourself actually coming back to the tribe and sharing. And this time, allowing yourself to be heard and see that happening, feel that happening. Hear the words coming out of your mouth. And see and feel and hear the responses from others. See and feel that and hear the shift happening. Mm -hmm. Right? And it has to be happening. You're creating a quantum shift when you're doing this. You're, you're a multidimensional being, so it can happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can feel. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like a, a release, a lightness. Uh, it feels. Yeah, I feel more settled in. Good. In my energy, uh, with the scene being around other men talking, speaking, Good. gratitude. Yeah. Good. So now. I want you to feel how, how you feel towards these men now. And are you having a relationship with the masculine? Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, I, I really connecting to this as the, uh, the ancestral line uh, lineage um, program. It's like, I did that. I can feel that he did that. Like I did that in this other life because it's like, that's what his father did. And it's like, just passed down the generations. And there's this sense of like coming. It was the, the reason that the conflict existed. So it's like the deep irony, right? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, wow. Like all this conflict is actually because of these men not showing up and addressing it. And speaking their voice and that's just fascinating it's and that if, it's an inflection point that's always needed i think right to break ancestral karma and, and these yes. lineages where you just make a choice point where you just because your father did it or your mother did it or whoever it was doesn't mean you will Absolutely. and then you're you're going to be the the one that that doesn't carry that yes 
So it just feels like this is a, a moment in that, in that quantum field. I always find it That's- interesting too. How I'd be interesting to see how, uh, my father, my father, my dad shows up too, right? Or you know, or just different men because it's it's actually f- super funny we're doing this because we're I'm hosting one of the first men's circles out here in Florida today. And this is why we had to do this. Yeah. This shift had to happen in you because how can you fully hear and connect with the masculine if you're still holding a block to the masculine? Right. Right. Okay, good. Absolutely. No, to have that full integration, I want you to forgive yourself for that lifetime where you didn't allow yourself to be wholly overflowing with your own power, your own knowledge, your own understanding, and your own masculine. And forgive yourself for not coming back and shining the light to others. And when you feel that, I want you now to forgive them mm. for going out of balance. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what it was. <laughs> they all went out wow. of balance. Yeah, it just feels, I was getting this sense from him that it's like, I just didn't know another way. Like, that's what I thought was the best solution because I didn't know another way. I find it I find it to be interesting that in some ways wh- why we get stuck in patterns and why it feels it feels relative to this lifetime is he was stuck because there wasn't a model for it so to create to be the model or the change you have to create it you have to imagine it up be the creator which is you know it's maybe not maybe not the easiest no, it's not because someone's got to break the mold, right? Something, someone has to set the precedence and someone has to be the example. It's not easy being a leader, but someone has to do it. There's usually always protesters or people that don't get with an innovation or with something new right away, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's when progress happens. Yeah. That's when real change happens, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So good. So when you feel that integrating Mm -hmm. and now allow yourself to close the holes (laughs) to fully just now Mm -hmm. fill yourself with that that light. And when Mm -hmm. I say that light, it can represent a color, can represent a feeling, can be a vibrational sound, depends Mm -hmm. on which sensory modality you want to work with or all of them. When you're complete, say yes. Yes. Good. Okay. So this is where I would now test and ask, okay, I want you to say, I am wholly masculine. I am wholly masculine. And feminine. And feminine. I accept the masculine. I accept the masculine. I I accept the masculine within me. I accept the masculine within me. And I accept the masculine in my world. And I accept the masculine in my world. And all those were yeses. Good. I want you to say mm. I'm whole. I'm whole. I am integrated. I am integrated. I am emotionally. I'm emotionally. Kinesthetically. Kinesthetically. Physically. Physically. 
mentally mentally spiritually spiritually whole and complete whole and complete okay that's a yes and in some cases it may not be and then we go into other processes right absolutely <laughs> but hey cool right? that was pretty pretty good pretty simple <laughs> right this is why hey. i usually have two hours with my for my sessions yes well thank you for guiding me through that that was definitely unexpected i found it amazing that we were open enough i guess i just want to commend us both for being open enough i feel um yeah i feel like this was maybe something very atypical to a podcast but it feels like it needed to come through and definitely was for me and hopefully listeners are taking away some good stuff and now we got to see the actual uh the actual process in form of what you do, which is really amazing. And of course, there's so many other aspects and things that you offer in this world. Um, is there anything else that you would, you might want to mention about your work or who you are in the world or. You know, I, I appreciate you for doing the process. Cause when people ask me what I do, it's so hard to explain. And I always tell them you have to experience it first. And as we mentioned earlier, it's hard to know where we're going to go for two hours. I always allow the guidance to come through. And yes, I do ancestral clearing. I do business guidance. I do all of that. But really, you know, I, I'm just a guide. I just call myself a facilitator and a conduit. And that's just the best we could be is just allow ourselves, our own perceptions, our own filters to get out of the way and allow the process and the integration to happen. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, beautiful. So well, it's such you. a pleasure always to be with you. <laughs> It is always a pleasure to work yeah, with you I'm and glad to we, connect. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I'm glad we got a, a living in a living transmission of your work. Thank you here. for being open. Highly recommended. And yes, every time I bring people over to you as well, I it's hard to me, for me to come up with words. I usually just say, just you just gotta go. Just go and have the experience. <laughs> Thank you. And I appreciate all the referrals and the recommendations. And that's how you know the work continues. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, let's have another one on the future and maybe talk about this Akashic field and go a little deeper and see if we can, yeah, see where things will take us next time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.